Hi, I'm Kate Thomas, owner of North and Leisure. I help travelers and travel pros plan custom itineraries to Ireland, Scotland, and Atlantic Canada. And I'm Heather Christopher, owner of Heather Christopher Travel Consulting. I help time-starved couples and families plan seamless vacations. This is the true story of two travel professionals with over 20 years of experience that agreed to start a podcast. Find out what happens when we air the behind the scenes. This is Travel Pro Theory. Okay. Hey, I'm Kate. And this is Heather. And And this this is Travel Pro Theory. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's been a while, guys. (laughs) Sorry. You We're paused too long. Your pregnant pause was like, I'll I say know, it. because I felt myself hesitating when I said my name, and then I was like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> that was that was great. Oh, oh my gosh! Well, that's that's good. But okay. so today we're going to talk about a really kind of fun topic in a way: crowdsourcing. Yeah, yeah, yes, and why you should not be crowdsourcing, or why your clients should not be crowdsourcing. We should say. Yes, this um, is, we we do feel like this podcast really could be geared towards it's it is geared towards advisors, but um, any travelers listening could probably gain some insight into what is so wrong with asking your Facebook, Instagram, I don't know, Snapchat, Twitter friends, whoever every, else you're asking ev- these days. Yeah, everyone. So, but what we're what we mean by crowdsourcing is a traveler working with a travel pro gets their itinerary. Um, or and it can happen at any point, whether it's at the beginning point or after they get their first itinerary, and then suddenly they show it to everyone they've ever met, and then it comes back to the travel pro with notes like, uh, "Okay, so my mom's coworker Brenda, her cousin went to Ireland five years ago and really liked this spot. Should we go here?" It's like, no, it's not that person's trip. Don't don't ask other people what you should do on your trip if they're not a they're not a co-traveler, and and if they're not paying for your vacay, then they Amen. don't get to make any decisions. They're no decision power. Um, and why would you want them to have any? Dis- and why deci- would you want them deciding yes. power? Oh, deciding I see this power? all the time. Whatever. Deciding power. Yeah, deciding power. Yeah. Uh, I see it all the time for Ireland, especially because a lot of people have been to Ireland. You know, um, mm-hmm. and so I'll get stuff constantly that's like, oh yeah, well their um, friends went eight years ago. And they, they said they might really like this, which is okay. Like, I don't mind people sending that information, but don't make your decisions based on it, certainly, because unless I, I plan trips to Ireland every day of the year. Um, so your friend that went there one time, God love them, but they don't they have don't the planning. <laughs> yeah, they're they don't just have not the, quite an expert. Actually, <laughs> they're not Katie, an expert. I just thought of an example of this, too. Um, it was I'm pretty sure it was a booking you and I did that somebody gave us a list like we sent over the the first round proposal and a proposal itinerary you know what I mean um yeah yeah and somebody basically had their friend go through it who had in this case I think been once or twice like maybe more than once to, to Ireland and they listed out places that were literally hours from Ooh. like the original yes. list we they had given us and we're like yeah you, you know just look yeah. at a map like take five <laughs> minutes to look yeah. at google maps <laughs> i do think this was one of ours yeah because we plan the itinerary as we normally do around their interests and mm-hmm. then when they mentioned the the sites their friends saw it's like yeah i mean 
Giant's Causeway is great, but on your trip to Southern Ireland, it's not exactly on the way. So we got to make some choices if you really want to see. Like, is it worth it to you to give up some days here in this place that you said you wanted to go? Or, you know, hit your friend's wish list who's not on this trip. Um, who's not, yeah. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. I get like, I actually get super annoyed about it. Um, well, it always but- just kind of makes me roll my eyes because I'm like, what kind of answers are you looking for? And maybe that's maybe that's actually a good perspective to understand that I just no longer have. Yeah, I mean, in the world of custom travel, crowdsourcing just honestly doesn't have a place. So any travelers who are listening, like, let me just put it to you this way. I mean, what would you go to a custom uh, tailor and give them your friend's measurements? No, because it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, even if you guys share some interest, it may not fit your budget and it may not fit your time frame. It may not fit the routing for the vast majority of the other things you want to do. Um, so while you can give us that information up front, it still may not be the best for you. And then part two of that is trust a travel pro. Most likely you've paid a fee to work with someone or, and even if you haven't, you're working with a professional who does this for a living. Um, and so you know, with all due respect to like your uncle Bob who planned one trip, I just don't think you can compare the value between the travel pro and someone who's giving you a little bit of advice. Um, And then for travel pros, I think the advice here is when you see this happening, like shut it down, nip this in the bud quick and fast um, because you, you don't need to plan someone else's trip. You want to plan your client's trip. Um, Absolutely. It was funny. Heather and I were talking about this right before, like when we were kind of going over what we would talk about in this episode. So we're recording now right before Christmas, but this should go live right after. And so the good example for this is all of you standing in line now returning Christmas gifts. That's why you don't let other people make decisions for your travel. If, if someone can't get you the right sweater, then why don't let them weigh in on your itinerary? It's a much bigger, higher, higher risk decision. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like, no, it, it, I think that's the key thing, too. And I mean, I think we all know when you go to like Facebook, I know I've I try not to do this, especially about anything like mom life related. But when you go to your Instagram friends or Facebook friends and you ask a question, you know you're going to get inundated with like crap mm-hmm. answers that you're like, oh, I didn't actually want yes. you to answer, you to answer, you to answer, you to answer. You know, that's exactly yeah. the same thing. You're going to get yeah. crap answers because it. And I also would encourage you, like I always, I see it more on my end for um, all inclusive style travel, like within my own social circle. That just happens to be what seems to be the most commonly asked. Um, when people are just like, oh, we want to do an all-inclusive in Jamaica, you know, which one should we do? And they're asking, you know, Facebook essentially. And then I see the answers and I see the person answering. And of course, on my end of things, I'm like, oh, well, well duh. Yeah, of course she wants to stay there. Like, you know, I can quickly pinpoint that. Um, but it always like kills me because I'm like, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. You're going to tell that person to go there. Oh my God. In what world? Is that gonna work? You know, but but they don't they don't know that. Um, 
So let's go into the discussion about how travel advisors can really help stop this or kind of reroute the conversation or, you know, essentially put it to an end, not even let it be started, etc. Yeah, so it doesn't like start happening and then suddenly it's like totally a runaway train where it's like, okay, oh. what what's happening here? <laughs> like, don't let this get off the rails. <laughs> so I think the first way, like, how do you nip it in the bud? Well, A, when you first build um, your proposal and stuff like this, and obviously Katie, just chime in whenever you think, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you have to join um, or add, excuse me. But when you first build the proposal, what you're doing is custom work. So make sure it's custom. Make sure it really is speaking to your client and add in things that they can't even replicate, they wouldn't know about um, in any other way other than, you know, through you. And sometimes it's, it's like, I feel like every time I read that in trade magazines or trade publications, it's the extreme. It's always like, make them yeah. go on a hot air balloon ride and land and they're going to have a private dinner. <laughs> even talk it's like always like the most extreme like yeah we all wish we had all of those clients that had budgets that could afford doing really cool stuff like that but it's small things actually ireland and i know we've said before that we're going to use ireland for example that just because it's naturally a good fit for this like we're both doing ireland trips together pretty much all all the time so yeah. it's always at the top of mind. Um, it's an easy example. But we could do really a, cool things. Like there's small distilleries Katie knows that they, sure they could find, but they'd have to put some work into it. Yeah. But that's, that's like you're adding a lot of value to that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, ahead. that's a great example. One, oh, that's just the one, uh, actually the one I was just t- talking to you about before the call. Um, the client is into, she's into horseback riding and she's also the, um, her partner is into whiskey, right? So super simple. It's not even a matter of, okay, we have to plan the most exclusive, like Heather was saying, like crazy whiskey experience. It's like, no, here's a lot of, like, you're going to be in Dublin for a few days. Here's, here's the whiskey stops I would put on your list, you know, try to hit a few. And as you're going from here to here, I'd stop at this distillery. Or by the way, this hotel has a really great whiskey menu. And then when it comes to horseback riding, it's just as simple as being like, okay, yeah, stop at the National Stud. That makes sense for you. And so it's not even has to be over the top. It can just be super simple or even as simple as being the same basic sightseeing stuff, but make sure it's in the right order. Like if you're going from, uh, you know, Dublin down to Waterford, you know, you might see some of the same things that you would see from Dublin to Kilkenny, but maybe the order's a little bit different, or maybe they only right. have ch- time for two stops, so you only put those in, and just be thoughtful about what you're putting together and make it specific to that client and to that trip. Absolutely, and then they're not going to be quite as, you're going to kind of, they're going to be interested, they're going to be into it, and they're not going to have a reason to go look a hundred other places, you know, and I, yeah. I think too, I think honestly, just being up front, like let's say you do send that itinerary over, well actually let's t- take a step back, let's say the person reaches out and they have a whole detailed list, that might be your style, mm-hmm. so I don't want to knock that, if you as a travel advisor love working with that kind of client, then I think, you know, you you run with it and you're like, okay, Hey, I'm in control now, though. I appreciate you doing all that research. Let me add to it and fit it into an itinerary for you. I'll be your Google from now on out. And try to take yeah. control of it. Um, if 
if you make it past that though, because I'll be honest and say that that's not my ideal client. And if somebody comes to me with that list, I'm usually like, meh, it's time to go. Like, See, I'm I, don't, just, I don't mind it. I feel like for me, that's like the opposite. Like, if, I, I mean, I don't love a super long list if I feel like they're trying to do too much in too little time. Like that's a that's a whole different horse of another color. Um, but when they send me a detailed list, I'm like, oh my gosh, we, uh, what is that from? <laughs> Wizard of Oz. So it's a horse of another. It's like a terrible well, movie. Okay, another. Dis- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a worst movie. <laughs> oh man. Oh god, that's so funny. Okay. Um, oh wait, I totally. And now I'm like off track because sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> but okay, so I can't handle it. And this is always those real talk. Oh, but when somebody that's... sends me like a calendar, whoo. No oh yeah a spreadsheet i hate the spreadsheets um but when someone when someone sends me a detailed list i don't actually don't mind that because i for for me personally i see that as a like that's kind of my end i'm like okay if i can get most of this comfortably into an itinerary i'm good you know what i mean um but uh, but that's just different works so like i'm sure everyone listening has a totally different works out like i'm sure it's 50 percent like don't hate it and then 50 percent are like please send me the like the long list um right i think you're right i think uh, everybody it just depends on your on what you what makes you tick where you feel like you excel your strength ex- you know that's which is great yeah. that's actually what the beauty of all of this is that we we're each individuals in that sense and it can work better off of something else. And that's also why, I mean, I rely on you so much for all of my Ireland and Atlantic Canada product, because that's definitely where you excel and where it's just an area that I can't like make myself get overly excited about. Whereas if you ask me to do that for Hawaii, I'm like, all right, let's do it. Got like it. Yeah. go crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I think if, if so, let's say, let's say you've gotten to this point where like Heather was saying, you've gotten the initial proposal done and you have made it custom to them, but they send it to all their friends and it comes back where they're like, oh, okay, well, so-and-so says this, my friend said they did this and, and you know, kind of like that sort of thing. Um, to me, the action step there is to, immediately address it don't just go and try to fit those things in um like don't take that as a as an action order like so when someone sends that to you just be like that sounds great um and and even you can even address it individually like this doesn't make sense because of your routing if you wanted to stop here sure you are driving by it whatever so if you want to do that but also just point out like we're not planning your friend's trip we're planning your trip and especially if you've charged a fee, be like, you've paid me X, Y, Z for my expertise. And I, I think that this is the best trip for you. It's also, it's just kind of regaining control and reminding yourself. I think this is a really hard um, mindset thing for us still as, as advisors as a whole. It's like, you're like, mm-hmm. someone paid me. And, and I, I shouldn't speak. Obviously, I can't speak for everybody. But like, oh, you paid me. I have to do all this. No, they paid you because you can do all this. So mm-hmm. taking control control back but also if you want to nip it in the butt to look for a few things i mean i think this just depends on how long this email is or this list is but also being able to prove to them like find something that's incorrect in it because i guarantee something is something is in that that list (laughs) and then prove them wrong because that'll instantly shut everything else down Yes. And they'll be like, oh, okay, because you're proving yourself there. And that's, I mean, I, that's a process. Let's be real. Some people are going to walk in and trust you 
the moment you know like you start talking they read your website whatever it is and other people take a little bit longer and you're gonna you are gonna go through that but once you've proven yourself like it's there you've built yeah. a rapport and and you can make a better relationship from there um the other I thing don't is be afraid to, to kind of oh sorry no go go for it i was just i was gonna say don't be afraid to kind of joke around with them too like for example if they're like oh uh my my friends love their stay at adair manor but i haven't included that in that itinerary because they don't have the budget and i'd be like of course they did it's a luxurious five star and it costs three times the place that you're staying so i mean if you want to if you want to upgrade we can talk about that you know i i think because people just assume that's a great way to say it too and well and I frequently say to clients, like, you don't know what you don't know until it's in front of you. And sometimes okay. that's what some of this is. It's not like a, them trying to be difficult because we view this as difficult. They don't. They view this as, hey, I hired this person that I can ask all these questions to. Yes. So it's like you have to constantly maintain the control of that. And sometimes that's not being, you know, I don't want to say as friendly or as nice, but like that's putting your foot down a bit and saying, hey, I'm happy to answer these, but I'm also not going to redo this itinerary four times. So you have to base that on on what you think of the client and maybe you're putting in some in- inclusions into your terms and conditions or even you don't mm-hmm. even have to put in there somewhere. But like, hey, I'll do two rounds of revisions. Or if they send you those lists, maybe you nip it in the butt and be like, I'm willing to do this one more time. After that, I'm going to yes. have to either in- increase my fee or ask for deposit immediately. Yeah, um, and I've, I've actually had to do this um, on the advisor side. So on the advisor side, obviously, I don't charge a fee. and But if I have a situation where, um, like, the traveler keeps sending the stuff and the advisor isn't really nipping it in the bud, I will just flat out say, like, if we keep doing this, I'm going to have to charge a revision fee. And like lay it, you know, just you have to just you it's your business. So you get to set the ground rules. You don't get they're not. I I think there's this kind of misconception of once you're in business for yourself that like the client is your boss. No, they hired you, like Heather said, for your expertise and what you're bringing to the table. This is such a good reminder for myself. Thank you, Katie. (laughs) Like I need need this pep talk right now. And it's, yeah, it's okay to like just shut it down. And, and it's hard. I know it gets hard sometimes, especially for me. Like uh, if there's a trip where I've sort of mm-hmm. let it go too far Is and Penny then you snoring. Have, yeah, yes. No, she's, like, <laughs> she's growling for attention. She does this like she's behind me and I'm refusing to make eye, talk, eye contact. And she's like, until I look. And then she's like ready to pounce on me. I'm that actually going to awesome. lock her out. I, you keep, keep talking and I will be back in okay, like you're literally fine. two minutes. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, I just had thought of another example for you guys too. Oh, I know. Remind, I think a lot of times our clients get decision paralysis. So they've, they've hired you because they already had decision paralysis. Then they come to you and they have all these things. Cause you know, maybe they've just, even, even if they're not crowdsourcing in the traditional sense of like going on, well, actually that's probably not the traditional sense. It's probably the modern way, but you know, maybe it's even just their mom, um, because of safety in Mexico or something small like that. Uh, you just have to remind them that like, you're helping them you're vetting these decisions for them instead of them having to be overwhelmed by all of this you've now curated and vetted and and helped essentially give them like discerning taste and narrowed this down for them and that they have to make a decision you know 
and they're not going to make a bad decision. Um, I remind people frequently to like go with your gut. What does your gut tell you? Which you know option do you like better? Uh, the other that I had that I was I actually just pulled up because hey I'm I'm back just heads up <laughs> just so you don't feel like you're like hanging alone talking, for a while. And, talking and talking and talking and talking yeah, um, I was just listening there for a second I was like oh, oh good. wait I should tell her so she doesn't feel like she's just has to keep <laughs> I was just talking about how they get decision decision paralysis is paralysis the right word Oh, like when paralysis analysis. A, that's what it is. Is that it? Is? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, you, when you can't it up. make a decision. Yes. There's people. Oh, yes. There's, well, I think that there's we, definitely clients when they like come that. to you. Yeah. And then they've come to you. They've paid you to essentially try to avoid that. But then they keep going back. You have to give them permission sometimes too. you have to. Obviously, this is just knowing your client and being like, I either have to give this person permission to make a decision about mm-hmm. what they want or I've actually offered this too sometimes I figured out like I only give at max maybe three options in the beginning this is very dependent on the type of trip it is but other times it's just one and if somebody really is going back and forth I will basically make the decision for them I think you mm-hmm. should pick x y and z because x y and z and then it's done they just yeah. needed someone to like justify it for them say it's okay yes. um yeah you know kind of go back and forth somebody um messaged us actually or dm'd us on instagram and said when is it time though to refund a fee if somebody's like that that's such a good question for me it's it's like when you when you feel when you feel it in your gut when you're like it's sort of when you reach a point where you're like i don't even want them to book this because i don't want to keep going through this process i Exactly. And when somebody keeps, I just had this recently where somebody just basically put me round and round. I, I, I feel like I even talked about it, but maybe that, maybe it was on the podcast that didn't make it. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure I used this because it was such a bad selling cycle. I, I don't know what else to call it. Like it was such a terrible process from A to Z. I ended up getting to the point where they had asked me so many different times for different um, accommodations that we had already discussed that we had already priced I finally said you know what I can no longer help you I'm going to refund 50% of your fee and that's Katie knows this especially I'm always like I don't really want to keep people's money if I shouldn't like that's a, that's a huge stressing point for me because I don't want anybody yeah. to ever come back and be like Heather's just greedy and out for money and that's yeah. just not it at all but um, I, I also want to give permission to everyone listening you don't have to refund your fee your fee was for your time <laughs> your fee's for your time it's not and refundable <laughs> but I yeah. ended up I wanted the I, person ca- I to constantly go away. tell Heather to not refund it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah. But I, I also just want to end it amicably, amicably as possible. And yes. so for me, that was just saying, I literally wrote her back and I said, I can no longer help what you're looking for. I've already told you what I think you should do. I don't know how you're, what you're basing the decision on, despite the multiple multitude of questions I have asked you to get there. When yeah. you're not giving me like good answers, I, there's nothing I can do. So I didn't want to keep yeah. going into it. So I just refunded the fee or half the fee and just kept going. And like Katie said, I think you go with your gut. It's not an easy decision anytime you make it. I mean, I think it's easy in the sense of like, you can say to your colleague, God, I want to get rid of this client. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. easy. But the actual act of it can sometimes be very it's, difficult. It's- and depending on the person they make it difficult and this um, is definitely more difficult i think i think it gets harder based on like one if you charge a fee and based on how much you've charged i think the mental mm-hmm. shift of like okay 
like kind of what do I owe them is a yes. is a comes into play because for me it's a little easier like on the advisor side if I get into something that's not a match at any time I could say no because there's not any money exchanged until they book a trip you know um right so I I've had that happen I distinctly remember when was this oh I don't know if it was last year or year before it doesn't matter anyway it was the day I was working with and, and we just didn't have a good uh work style and she we had I can't even remember God knows how many phone calls talking about this client emails back and forth and she just basically kept wanting me to put something together and finally I was like you know what we've talked for a few hours now like cumulative we've sent this many emails back and forth and I don't know any more about your client than I did at the first time so this is it for like this is it for me or um actually I had another one earlier this year that was like kind of a hit a crossroads and I had already put time into it I'd um sent out proposals answered a lot of questions done all this stuff and then the way the uh traveler was it was with an advisor but she was forwarding uh traveler replies to me and the way they were responding I was like we're just not a fit like these just aren't my people and I said that I was like you know I'm I'm on board fully respect you like working together but um but we can't go further with it yeah we can't we can't go further this I'm not a match for this trip well, and Katie, you've said this before to me when we've talked about like a crowdsourcing issue between a client and stuff like that, that it really is such a waste of time for everybody. And I think the person mm-hmm. who even DM'd us uh, included those exact words. So like, this is a waste of time. So I think that's something you have to bring, bring to the forefront too. You, you point blank say, hey, I really want to get this booked for you by XYZ date because I don't want to lose availability and stuff. And that doesn't have to necessarily mean that you say tomorrow, but you might see something within a week to just keep yeah. them on board and on the same page. Because I think client control is client expectation is kind of the same thing and so backing up to almost like pre pre getting the client um i know on my website now granted i have no idea how many people are actually reading this let's be real till they they're probably hitting the plan your trip form and not necessarily reading this but it is there um under like my work with me i specifically talk about if you are into diying um if you look forward to planning nitty-gritty details you are not my client i try to get these people out before they even come in and i think you know most of us can probably discern at this point when we're reading i know katie you can like when you're reading that intake email and whatever form it's coming in you probably have a gut reaction yeah you get a read on it and i know i'm pretty sure we've talked about this in a podcast before like just come on guys you got to go with your gut in both business life like that's a, all, that's a yeah, good reminder the, for life right like go with your reminder. gut every single trip that I've ever like even gone through with and booked where I was like kind of like ooh. I mean I regretted it I regretted it because I had problems I along the way and it just didn't wasn't like the the best working experience and not that there was anything wrong with it I mean the people traveled they were fine um but you know you you got to stick to you got to remember why you're doing this like if you're in business for yourself it was to work with the people that you want to work with and which means that you could say no to whoever you want to absolutely and I think if you I think it's really just the best way to handle the specific issue with crowdsourcing you know to kind of wrap us up here is just talk about it if they if they bring it up to you just um let's you know get it out there get it out in the open and say hey didn't you hire me for this purpose i saw that you yeah. asked online and now you're sitting now you've come to me because you're overwhelmed 
and you're confused and you're not really sure what the best option is for you, that is literally my job because I literally, or I plant, you know, I just said literally twice and like, sorry. Um, because I plan, I'm like, oh, but I, those, that coffee and espresso is not doing us any favors on this podcast, but that would help me. And I feel like all I've done is trip over words. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I, I hear you though. Yeah. You have to, so to, you just have to take control and like, don't, don't be afraid to one, be super blunt and be like, this is why you hired me. And this is what my role is. Uh, and then I think also part two is don't be afraid to, I, I always like to just flip the question back on people. So if they're like, so-and-so thought they should do this, I'll be like, why do you think so-and-so knows the type of trip you could take, you know, that's, or yeah, if someone asked really me, good day, yeah. This when this is my go-to when because this is really common for for me. If someone's like, "Well, what would you do?" but they don't really want the advice, they just want, um, you know, they're they're just trying to 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 get you to pick for them. I guess I don't know. But like when people do that early on, I'm like, "This like I could tell you all day long what I would do, but that has nothing to do with you because it's not my trip." So you know, let's talk about what we're going to do for you. And right and go go from there um so don't just flip the question back and then my other trick is whenever i'm like kind of towing the line of you know uh, being firm and not too firm i just turn it into a joke um you know i'll just be like oh like i'm so glad your aunt brenda knows so much about ireland maybe she should come work for me um, or you know, anything like that, where you kind of point it out to them that like that person doesn't know anything about your particular trip, and you know I think it kind of just like gets people back in line and puts their yeah puts them in the right frame of mind that like they came to you for a reason. Just be in be in control, my friends. You are in control, in control yeah. of the situation. You're in control. We just forget it. You forget because you're busy. You especially forget if you're new because you don't you it's feel it like you have practice. that control yeah yeah it, do, it does it takes a lot of a lot of practice and the more you practice though the better you're going to be at it so I don't know if that really yeah. helps you feel better but that's the truth I mean like anything the more you do yeah. it, the, the easier it is to do the, but the you know don't be afraid to talk about it um you know kind of to to help build that to help get away from those clients talk about that a lot on your whatever form of marketing you're using. I yes. you could use words like I'm your Google, talk about your expertise in particular. Like I've been to um, India 12 times. I've been to Malaysia three times. Like, that helps build people's credibility for you and they're gonna have less reason to go seek other sources because their trust is being built there. Like they're yeah. naturally like, oh, okay, Heather, it's been to Hawaii seven times. I'm just going to ask her because she's going to know it. Like, I have no reason to go seek other, you know, resources. So I think it's it's just being constantly open about that and being upfront that, like, I don't want your DIY. Yeah. Do not come to me. Yeah. Even if it sounds rude, be, that's, it's not rude, guys. There's somebody out there who wants to help them that is going to welcome that, all that stuff. There, I yes, call it crap. There, stuff. Yeah, they're exactly. There's a lot of travel pros and they take all different types of trips. So don't feel like you have to be the person to take that something on. I had a consult, uh, I don't know, like a month or two ago. And this was actually for a direct request. It was for Canada. And like within the first two sentences on the call, 
they which I always find interesting because like they were willing to pay the fee uh, they didn't pay it but you know it's it's written everywhere on my form uh, for direct clients and they were willing to pay the fee but we got on the phone they're like so can you help with like deals and I was like absolutely not I was like, what I do is work off of uh, a net rate agreements with my hotels. I was like, so what you're going to pay is going to be comparable to what you what you would pay if you went directly. But that's how I make a living. Like, and just say so. Like, just nip it in the bud. Don't you don't have to dance around it. We're in business. This is what we're doing. They shouldn't expect that you just plan it magically for free. And then you're not making money somewhere in the process. Right. It's I think I think this is also just getting like uh, now I'm not even talking about crowdsourcing but we as travel professionals have to get so much better about explaining how how we make money how we operate because unfortunately there's still a ton of them out a ton of travel I would really call them like their traditional travel agent in that sense that are just order taking and allowing all this to occur but we will slowly get everybody on board to not being that direction so this won't be an issue at some point at least that's my hope in 20 years that that yeah, will evolve that's the hope. I'm that's sure that's a hope. pretty big wish, but yeah. you know, I do think we've already made improvements and I think that we can eventually get there and teach the public what our we're, role is. We're and getting there. You will not be fighting this this fire, this particular type of fire all the time. Right? Right, right. I feel like I, I don't fight this nearly as much as I did when I started. So there's maybe some good news as I was like, eh. well, this does happen, what, but it probably happens eh. every thirtieth client versus every fifth client. Yeah, so that's that's what I was going to say like when earlier when we were talking about with practice. Um just you have movie. to go no through um you just have to go through it. You have to go through the process where you've let a client go too far and then you have to backtrack. You have to go through the process where you've taken a trip from beginning to its brutal bitter end when really look in hindsight you're like I should have never taken it on and you just have to do that a few times and then you learn along the way and I I think one thing we're we're trying to kind of impart with travel pro theory is don't don't be afraid of the time that it takes and don't be afraid to fail your way oh, through it um, amen sister just, there's not I mean we'll be there we'll be there to support and like and also too don't be afraid like you can reach out to um like if you have someone like I have Heather where if I get something and I'm like oh I don't really know I'll, I'll send her the email I'm like can you look at this email before I send it like get 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 you a, a travel bestie that can have your back in get that you way a travel bestie yes <laughs> I love that <laughs> That made me happy. Get you a travel bestie. Get you a travel and bestie. I like um, it. And hopefully Travel Pro Theory can help form help formulate. That's not the word. Help connect. If you yeah, don't Yeah, I think have I'll one, connect. Especially like work I think workations is gonna be a, such a good spot mm-hmm. for that. For you to meet other Gosh. people. Meet meet your meet people that are gonna be a good balance for what you do with it, understand what you're doing and uh that you can kind of bounce the stuff off each other because this gets hardest when it's it's easy to talk about this like I, I realize that Heather and I are giving this advice as if we're not dealing but we are st- we still deal with this not as often but we still get these you know these types of clients where we have to Absolutely. 
regain control. And so it's kind of a constant um, thing. And, and you just need to keep reminding yourself when you're so busy, because that's when it that's when it slips through the cracks, to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're well, and so you're just, busy. Yeah. And you're just stressed about it. And you're like, oh, God, now I got to deal with this. And da, da, da. you're just like adds to your list. But that's also the best time to just focus for a minute and be like, I got to nip this in the bud because I cannot continue on this behavior if I want to focus on all my other clients, too. You know, yeah. I think that's yeah, that's really important. And and maybe it just also depends on on your business style. So, yeah, you know, you know what's you best. To- What's you best have to for adjust. Your business and, adjust. Yeah. I do want to um, also hop in on one thing real quick, um, mm-hmm. and I'll keep it quick because I know we're about to wrap up. But uh, TripAdvisor, <laughs> because oh that's gosh, all. I can't believe we forgot that. I'm sorry. I know. It, no, it's all good. I mean, TripAdvisor. So TripAdvisor. Here's the thing, guys. Um, a lot of you know this, and if you don't, then it's like time to learn. So TripAdvisor, obviously, we all know, is the biggest, really biggest crowdsourcing site because it's all reviews. Um, it's very pay-to-play. On top of that, I th- it's, it's not always the most accurate spot. For example, if you go onto YouTube, it's actually super hilarious, and I highly, highly recommend everyone watch it. I think it's maybe like 15 minutes. Um, there's a guy in, who created a fake restaurant in London and got it to the top of TripAdvisor. Like he just did it as a prank solely to get it to the top of TripAdvisor. And it was a nothing restaurant. They didn't even have a restaurant. It was his house. He called it the shed. It was the backyard. And he had this super elaborate ruse forever. Like people called and he would be like, no, we're full. No, we're full. No, we're full. And he had, he hired people to do fake reviews to talk about how good it was. And it slowly like rose the ranks and got to number one without being a real restaurant. And I've seen personally, I'm not going to out what property it is, but let's see how long ago was this it was actually almost 10 years ago probably nine years ago I was in Ireland I'm not gonna say which city either I was in Ireland I was doing site inspections and I did a particular site inspection of a hotel that was not finished it was a straight-up construction site um, and, and not close to finished either like very early stages and it didn't really seem to have progress happening um and then if you looked on TripAdvisor for a while, it was in like the top 10 and it wasn't even an open property. I mean, they just had the website up and live. So it looked like it um, and it was on there with renderings and pictures of what it would look like. But it wasn't even a real it wasn't a, an open hotel that was taking bookings. So, you know, the fact that it could be in the top 10-ish of TripAdvisor could tell you that it's not necessarily the most um, accurate ranking system. Uh, No, so many things are pay-to-play these days. I could kind of go crazy, especially in the travel industry. Both, Mm -hmm. even on, I mean, especially on between TripAdvisor and the the multitude of other Oh, one of them just got taken to task, actually. Um, did you see that article? Or no, I think you shared it. Maybe I saw it from you about Trivago. Oh, yes. Um, oh, that's what I was thinking of. I think when I was telling you before and I was like, oh, earlier, oh, there was recently yeah. a lawsuit or something. That's what was, uh-huh. that was, was, yeah, there was an article just like in the last two, three weeks that Trivago yeah. got basically it, was, of course, high ranking their highest paid hotels. Yeah, and they so were making that that's it what they'd seem see first. 
sneaky. It wasn't like where it was like a clear, like, okay, this one's listed at the top and it says that it's sponsored, you know? They were right. sneakily doing it like Azure Search as a as a top recommendations were the stuff that they were going to make the most commission on. Um, so, And yet people question are... us, right? Like, I come know. on, I know. screw you. <laughs> like, sorry, that was kind of harsh, but... No, that was accurate. (laughs) Well, it's just like, you know, big corporation equals big corporation, right? Like, they make money a certain way that as a small business, I can't play against. But there's also, that's why I'm like, there's a distinct difference. If I wanted to be a big corporation, I'm going to have to do things a heck of a lot differently to get there. Yes. You know, versus keeping my, getting to keep my values and my morals and my, you know, all those things. Am I ever going to make millions? Meh, probably not. But that's not really my goal either. Whereas a company like that, literally volume is their goal. So yeah, their goal is Of course, they're paid to play. Well, our, that's how our, they make money. Yeah. And our Ours goal is, is to like happy, happy travelers, yeah, like quality, making an like, impact, making an impact yeah. on travel, not just churning away I mean it is and I I think that those are actually good examples I do like seriously the fake restaurant one one is just hilarious so go watch it the fake London (laughs) restaurant for TripAdvisor but two keep that on hand because I have straight up sent that to people when they're like oh TripAdvisor this TripAdvisor that and I'm like okay how reliable is it you know take oh you had a good one the other day so we a client questioned us on mm, not really questioned yeah. us but wanted to like potentially use a different property in was it Glasgow du- or Dublin. Edinburgh or Dublin I'm sorry oh, God, Dublin. I'm yeah, yeah, attention yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was interesting Katie had the knowledge to come back and know that the comp uh, they'd been bought out and renovated but she point blank said their trip advisor rankings if that's what they're looking at have not caught up because not enough people yeah. have stayed there and of course you've got years of trip advisor I'm like getting angry sorry yeah that was yeah. such a that was like the perfect example though of like hey this is why this is not a great resource for you because nobody on TripAdvisor is talking about the fact that the property got bought out someone might be able to discern that a management change they might like you might see a comment like Mm -hmm. that management change and they think they're in the know you guys know you've heard the people at the hotel or at the bar or on the airplane I heard a guy flying to Maui Brett and I both looked at each other and laughed because he was like giving (laughs) the rundown on Maui to these people beside him and I was like rolling my eyes because I was like oh (laughs) oh you know it all yeah dude you got it Mm -hmm. yeah you're in if you want to know if you want to see like the best example of that if you ever are find yourself in um those TripAdvisor forums like sometimes they come up for me if if you're just like searching for something specific about a place yeah and if you ever read them first of all there's every person in there is so anti-travel advisor it's insane they're all like you could just do it yourself and I'm like yeah if you want to spend a bajillion years on TripAdvisor and then ultimately <laughs> stay somewhere <laughs> shitty cool you know like, so do you do you boo uh, you you're allowed to you. do whatever you're yeah. allowed to do whatever you want, but that's just obviously not our market. Um, yeah. But this was like, I, this was good. I hope this was obviously, we always hope that it's valuable Helpful. what we're talking yeah. about on these. Um, I thought it'd be fun though. Maybe not fun as a word. I thought it'd be useful, helpful, whatever. And to wrap up, also reminding you guys, so I, we are recording this right before Christmas. It'll come out right after Christmas um, 2018 that our workcation for January, which is at Salamander Resort, which is in mm-hmm. Middleburg, Virginia. I think it's what I, I think it's 30 minutes from Dulles Airport. Dulles is your best yeah. bet as far yeah, as yeah. airports go. Um, I We do still have space. Um, and by space, 
I held a few rooms and this is super casual. Like if you want to go, I would literally give you the email address to the girl in reservations and the credit card authorization form and the res number to use. I'm not managing or Katie and I are not managing any money in this. This is a very casual, it's not truly travel pro theory, but um, we do still have space and we'd love to see you there if you're able to get away. It's Sunday to Tuesday. If you're local to Middleburg and you can drive in, you're welcome yeah, to, to come, come in or at night. Like um, somebody had asked us, oh, what time do I have to arrive and leave? It's This Whenever is not. You want. <laughs> um, you're going to have to take any pre-done thought process on how a conference works and throw it right out the window because this is nothing like that. Yeah, We're literally going to more like a fun group hang where we get some good stuff done yeah where we work so please you know if you if you can join us um i know that's a really busy time of year and we're hoping coming into 19 we'll probably plan one more for like november ish to or like Mm -hmm. december to do more year end instead of trying to start it like that but i think a lot of advisors will be working on and um katie's our only supplier at this one unfortunately so if you know any small suppliers we would welcome yeah. them with big all, big open arms some, like small supplier friends oh my gosh you know what's always crazy is like so whenever i do the uh shows like like the big travel shows on the supplier side it is hard to like not hard i guess that's the wrong word but it's so different to first be there as an owner when a lot of the people there are just like the sales rep for a very large hotel or company or whatever but you're just not meeting people who are like kind of in in the in the thick of it and in the weeds of it more like i would be Mm -hmm. and uh, i would love some other small supplier friends which i know why it'd be the if if anyone doesn't know the price tag for those shows is is significant it is a large large chunk of a marketing yeah. budget so but I, I would i would love to see uh other small suppliers join. i would too we'd love that more perspective and um this is yeah. not travel pro three is not just for travel advisors obviously it just kind of gears itself that direction because there aren't a ton of small suppliers yeah um but or small hotel representation companies that want to just come yeah. work alongside us. I think it's a great networking opportunity. Uh, you know, collaboration will naturally happen at something like this. We've already seen that a hundred sure. times just in our own very, very small work cases. Yeah. The amount of yeah. collaboration that, that naturally occurs is just mind blowing. <laughs> um, so that one's January 20th through 22nd. And then we will have details on the workcation at Montage Palmetto Bluff, one of my favorite, favorite places. Literally, I got to go there last February and it's like 45 minutes outside of Savannah, if I'm thinking correctly, two hours from Charleston. I got there and I was like, oh, this is this is the place for a retreat. It I'm is really the most peaceful about it. place that has the best spa. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you on the advisor side probably know Heather who reps for them and she's wonderful and just very excited to have us down there that one is going to look a little bit different um than our kind of first makeshift one here so we will have an application process um but katie and i are going to put details out for that by mid-february we will have pricing because again the structure is going to look a little bit different it's not going to be overly structured so still not a conference but it is going to be structured slightly different we're hoping to bring some some value-added um people there to for you to meet with not to speak to you in the sense of standing in front of a room yeah no but to meet no with you one-on-one boring lectures nope not no, gonna happen It'll no just broad be- information like if you're if we have people there for you to meet you're gonna be meeting with them one-on-one 
and it'll be for actionable things so action yeah um that will come out i actually literally got an email while we were recording somebody asking about it so that information is is coming soon and that is july 9th through 11th i believe yes yes yeah that's that's right right. yeah Um, and other than that we do have um we are still taking in like mentor applications we have one spot left for february start and then we are just going to ongoingly take them so that way as we have availability um that we're able to to discuss it with you and make sure it's a good fit yeah yeah totally and then please share yeah please share and also i just want to say real quick like a thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast because it's been just over two weeks and i checked it earlier every time i check the numbers gone up but when i checked earlier today we were already 465 downloads that's amazing 200 of those happened in the first two days yeah it's amazing So we want to know what you want us to discuss. You guys have been pretty good about telling us. So please keep that coming. This is obviously for you. We're doing this because we saw there was a need for it. And um, like Katie said, we're just we're blown away and we're beyond grateful. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, Template Bundle 2.0 is coming. Mm. Yeah. We are in final on. edits mm-hmm. and we are hoping to have that out. I know in a perfect world, we'd have it out before January, but let's be real, guys. It's just, we're just... We're in the thick of it like you guys. (laughs) So um, not good. Just like, sorry, don't hold your breath. Uh, It'll be done very soon, though. Um, And of course, Template Bundle 1.0, if you haven't already downloaded, is still available for free. So this is is great. This is kind of exciting because this is the first podcast we've recorded actually being live and knowing what you guys are thinking. So this is going to go. Yeah. feels really cool feels really really cool and um katie and i are just really grateful and excited to watch it evolve and help help elevate and simplify you know travel pro life yeah and we're here to learn together we're here to just yeah. make it better together i really like i talked to katie about that earlier this week i remember driving and being like i'm just love the fact that i can make mistakes and learn from them and i feel like i'm mm-hmm. constantly learning especially as a small business owner. like i'm time. like oh Oh, how well, am I time. that? Sometimes well, I'll be like, Katie, we're so smart. And then I'll be like, we're so, I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, well, no, it was right before this like, podcast. Why do we I not like, we're so, we were like, we're so stupid because I thought I was hardwiring my laptop to the internet and I was not like, not even close. I didn't even plug it in. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't so, be good yeah. at it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you know, I do feel good about it and I feel like TPT is going to be a collaborative evolution the same way our our businesses have been for Heather and I um it's it's evolved but 2018 did not look like 17 or 16 or 15 or 14 (laughs) it's been different all the way through well again please hit us up on um email or dm and let us know what you want to talk about you know your thoughts and your ideas and things that are working for you we will start opening up um asking for people to be on the podcast because we'd like to talk about different business styles so if you're interested and think you have something that is really useful please let us know we'd love to have you on to chat about it in in the new year and other than that have a great rest of your day yeah and a merry christmas or happy hanukkah yeah. or kwanzaa whatever you're celebrating yeah. or just, a, see you a, just a nice december yeah <laughs> <laughs> have a good december yeah. <laughs> it's almost over but have a good I know. One. Yeah, it, it, enjoy the rest of it you know <laughs> <laughs> i liked it <laughs> all bye. right bye